Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. Uh, so you, you've you just made it through uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with, with your girls. Is that is that right? Yeah. we um, Elena and I, my, my oldest daughter, my five-year-old, um, we started reading this as during the, because of the pandemic, we, we've been homeschooling her. So I've been sort of in charge of uh, reading. And so we do like, she and I will do kind of like reading ex- more like exercises together, but then we also mix in just, she gets like a special book, um, that we read to, that I read to her, um, and no one else. And this was, the, this was, that special was book. the first special book. Yeah. Um, so we just, we just finished it and we've been doing a couple other, um, Roald Dahl books as well. So what, yeah, what we're did, pretty, we're pretty into them. What did, what did she, she, so she liked it. She was, uh, so I, I had not, I thought that I had read this book, but I, I don't think that I, I don't think that I have. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the, the, the Gene Wilder movie, but I, and I'm familiar with the, the story and like the like the morals, the lessons, but I don't think that I'd read the book. So I, I was kind of astonished by it, honestly. Um, did she, what, what did she like about it? Did she just enjoy the descriptions or? Yeah. I mean, I think she, well, the first thing is just that it was like this kind of secret thing that only the two of us was doing. Um, right. So I think that really colored the whole thing. Um, well, that's, but it's I mean, just, that, it is, honestly, it, that, that's kind of the the plot of the book too, that, that right. it's just like special, only some people get invited yep. in this magical world and, you it's know, very so. meta. um, but it's just kind of a bonkers book. And I think she liked that just kind of like bonkers quality of it. Um, so the, the thing that like really, where she like really laughed out loud and just, uh, keeps talking about is, I, th- I think it's the bit where um, when Charlie finds out that he got the golden t- or, or he he brings the golden ticket in, yeah, um, and and Grandpa Joe like jumps out of bed and starts like hooping and hollering. And yeah, she just thought that was hilarious, but in part because I think it it starts it's pretty slow, like it's very grim and slow. Like, yeah, first. Well, um, there's um, I will say that um, when we can talk about we don't often talk about the difference between like the the, the book and the movie, um, but in this case the 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 descriptions of poverty and essentially of of the uh like charlie's family slowly starving to death and like gradually yeah. getting thinner and thinner and their bones becoming more evident and like pinched and like that description is uh really vividly executed um and so it, it like much more you know the, the movie I, I feel like doesn't doesn't capture that in, in the same kind of harrowing detail right so it's a real, I mean, it's a real, when you get that golden ticket, it is, it is really exciting. And the, and the way that like, you really feel like he, he earns it, the way that they described how he yeah. would uh, take a bar of chocolate and just like take a nibble and kind of like let the, let it like wash over mm-hmm. his tongue and like make it last a month. You know, right. like that's, um, it's, it's really, my, my copy of the book is covered with uh, like read more from the world's number one storyteller, which that's, I mean, number number one storyteller. That's a that's a bold claim. I don't I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but he is a good storyteller. You know, in, in the details that he chooses. Um, but uh, I I was gonna try to read a Jack, but he asked what it was about. I think I said something about like it's about uh, children whose greed puts their, for, for candy puts their <laughs> lives in danger. And he was like, 
<laughs> Way to sell it, man. <laughs> uh, and he was like, what the heck? He's like, what might kill my goat? They're greed. They're greed. <laughs> They're greed for candy. He's like, well, I like candy. He's like, yeah, maybe a little candy, but too much candy could kill you. <laughs> and he's like, what is that? I don't even know why I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I... Well, that's kind of interesting. I, I don't Did you really preface? read it much as a morality tale. Um, I don't think that's what it's about at all. But like, I don't know. <laughs> Though I will say, okay, so talking... The, the, having seen the movie first and then the, 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 uh, the songs in the book are so long. They yeah, go on and on and they're so long. preachy. And like... <laughs> This person watches so much television, so what a like what a dummy. <laughs> like, like I get it. Like his his name is Mike TV. <laughs> and, and so honestly, I found the kind of the morality tale part of it a little bit off putting. Like in in yeah. description, like I, maybe there's like a lot of what's the like the like the poetic justice of how they each meet you know meet their their fate. Like I get that, and those are interesting stories, and you know definitely uh, you know I. I those you know bratty kids whose whose parents can't ever tell them no like that's i don't know that's that's an important lesson to, to think about as a parent for sure and um but but the songs just it's like we like pages long and it's just really talking about how awful these kids are it's like lighten up they've already been sucked up a tube of like, like <laughs> now you have to gloat about it you know so yeah i also find that it um that was one of the things that bothered me a little bit rereading this was that I feel like that angle on the story, the sort of, um, yeah, that, that sort of cautionary or like morality tale theme in it, it, it kind of detracts from the other theme, which is kind of like wonder and expansiveness and like Charlie's whole world, like kind of opening up and transforming. Like, um, yeah. Like infinite possibility. And, yes. you know, uh, you know, in, in spite of, you know, you know, the, because it, it, it has that very realistic, it, it, that, one of the greatest things about it is it's just like, well, I don't know, like if, if being a, uh, someone whose job is screwing the caps on tubes of toothpaste is actually a thing, but <laughs> I get that kind of, that there are tasks like that out there yeah. and that, you know, that they're really, you know, struggling to make ends meet. And it, I mean, it seems almost Dickensian in the way that it, it kind of depicts the, the Ooh, poverty. Yeah. yeah. And so, right. and then all of a sudden it like leaps from like Dickens, like Lewis Carroll or something like that. And it's this kind of magical and, you know, all the details of, kind of the, the, the wonderful land inside the chocolate factory. Um, I, I found uh, Willy Wonka kind of tiresome. And maybe that's just because mm. uh, of the timing of reading. I, I think Willy Wonka sounds great. It's, he seems like he'd be an insufferable person during an election year. Right. <laughs> like either side, either, either side. Like you would just... There'd be, he'd he'd really post a lot on social media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that's right. I think that's right. Like, and he's he's kind he's kind of a jerk too. Like to the to the other kids, yeah, especially. He's like, you know, um, he's like, you talk too much, and you just need to. Sh-. And like, I don't know. And maybe it's like, uh, I, he's not wrong, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was like, it's it's okay to like, you know, we don't have to be afraid to tell kid, like, you know, to. To, to, to tell kids to be more respectful, but I don't know. He just doesn't, he, he doesn't, uh, there's some other way they treat the other kids that doesn't really respect their dignity as a person. That, that, that sounds really stuffy. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just as bad as Willy Wonka, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he kind of yeah. seems like he's not, 
like even if my kid was you know if i heard someone talking to my kid like that i i don't i think like it is really disheartening when uh like there's this interchange where uh mike tv's dad tells him to his son to shut up and and willie wonka's like thank you for making oh, yeah. tough questions. And i was like i didn't like it. i don't like that like right. you know that's that's rude willie <laughs> but um yeah, it's a but, little like it just kind of smacks of like narcissism too, right? Like he he's this in some ways very so the, the, like the weird savior complex thing of like he goes and like saves all the Oompa Loompas. Loompas then, yeah, that's 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 kind of troubling too, you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't and, know, he's, yeah. and, he's, and he saves Charles. I, I don't know, like, but it's uh, that that being said, like the the. And I don't even like candy, you know. Do you, you know you know this about like I, I ate a bunch of you. I do. Yeah. I ate a bunch of. Uh, we had a, a Christmas a boot full of candy when I was a kid, and I ate the whole thing. So maybe this is why this the story kind of resonates with me. I ate the whole thing, got violently sick, and they did not like sweets really after that. This so, is why you described it as a morality test right. to your kid. <laughs> uh, but even as someone who's not really into sweets or candy this I mean, the chocolate factory just it's it's legitimately awesome and even the things that make it i guess awesome aren't just the sweets because it's you know it's the, the elevator is really cool and um and when he's not like kind of uh like wagging his finger at the kids like he really Wonka does have kind of an infectious uh level of acceptance that i think that gene wilder sort of like gets just right gene wilder does a really good job with yeah. this character yeah, i yeah. think um well, Matt, can we talk about this? I feel like okay. my big hot take with having reread this book is that I think that the Gene Wilder movie is better than the book, actually. Like, I, I, I enjoy it more, and I, I, I think it, it maintains the best parts and sort of smooths over a lot of the uh, worst parts about the, about the book. Yeah, I think, I think that's... Right, I mean, did you, you, did you read this book as a kid? Did you, had you read it before, or...? Yes, I we did have as a kid. Although I'm I'm not sure about the timing of whether I we also grew up with the movie, so I don't yeah. I don't know which came first. Always hard exactly. to say, like if you know so if, that if, could be if it doesn't mirror me. your. But I mean, I think he just did, like he, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right that he that, that that they captured like kind of the wonder and excitement of the, um, of like the chocolate factory and and really kind of the relationship between uh, Charlie and his grandfather and also yep. Willy Wonka and Charlie because that that's a really interesting thing too where. Willy Wonka is really like, you know, assessing like his, his future protege and like on, on the lookout for, you know, uh, better trade though. Like what's, so what qualifies Charlie? I mean, Charlie, obviously, you know, like as a, as a reader, you're very similar. You really feel like Charlie earned it. Um, because you know, his, you know, his background, like where he came from, you know, he's got the, the four grandparents that sleep in the bed. Um, but what does Willie know about Charlie? Just that he's able to resist, like drinking chocolate from the trough and, and like being wanting to be the first boy to uh, uh, like travel through a television. Like, right. Well, it, it's weird because apparently the, the character traits that Willie admires in Charlie, like impulse control and humility are n- none yeah. of which he has, like he yeah. doesn't have either of those. <laughs> He's the opposite of those two. He's more like the kids in a lot yeah. of ways. Like, well, sometimes that's what you want in your pro. You want to have, you know, you want to follow Maybe. up with somebody that's like a little bit. And, and and I will say, you know, kind of taking a step back, it does seem true, like to the the way that he sort of, you know, has his 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 succession plan is like find someone 
who's like super into candy, but is not greedy. And that's like, like or, or you know, gluttonous mm. even, or yeah. like, you know, too like, and that, that seems like a hard combination. Like it, usually if, it, if it's, like it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, somebody like Gloop who just, yeah, I like candy. Like it's, it's my only hobby and interest is just like eating chocolate. So, but, I, so, <laughs> you know, so, but, but, you know, so, so Charlie, ha, yeah, he's able to really get excited in the way that he, like, he gets excited is to not, is to not like overindulge it. And I, I, I struggle with that myself where it's like, oh yeah, if I, I like the show. I'm going to stay up all night and watch like the whole season. I'm just going to paint a pound, whatever this is. What, what do you feel? I, I, I think rereading this book, one of my dominant disappointments was that I feel like Charlie gets lost once the, once the like halfway through the book. It's, it's very much about Charlie in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then the, the initial stages where it's like this amazing thing, although kind of wonder in, in the first, you know, the, the river of chocolate room and all that. But then afterwards, it, you sort of lose Charlie. I feel like in in the story, like, yeah, it becomes much more away. about these little like episodes, the, and each each kids. one's this little morality tale, and like the and they and like and it becomes almost a different like pacing as you have to have the kid do the thing, then you have the yeah, uh, like the, the the they have to sing the song, then they have to go to like another stage, and it's this kind of it's a different kind of journey. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, feel, I just feel like you kind of he doesn't get his um, fleshed out like neither. And that's, I think, what the movie does so well is that it, it there's a lot more psychological depth to both Charlie and Willy Wonka in in the movie. Um, whereas they sort of they're on that trajectory in in the book, but then it I feel like it kind of it doesn't go anywhere. Okay, well, so a lot of this is um, like the uh, the the one of the best things about the and I haven't seen the movie in a long time, so maybe I'm going to revisit it. And this is all in my head, but is the way that like the eye the kind of eye contact like you when you look at the oh. eyes of Willy Wonka and Charlie, that's yeah so like it, that just speaks volume and, and they both nail that like they, the way they kind of glance at each other or glance around or like I mean Willy Wonka even in the in the movie is he's he's still kind of a jerk and kind of like mildly creepy and he has I mean yeah. and Gene Wilder gets that too but there is that like kindliness um and the uh there are uh uh and so you can't see that in the book. Um, and it's not really described. Like, you know, you, you hear him like kind of cackling, but, you know, the kind of the body language of Willy Wonka isn't given the same kind of like uh, depth that I think it gets in the movie. But there are illustrations, at least the copy that I have. Are there, does your book have illustrations? Is it? I yes. don't know if it's the same. Do you know who the illustrator I have strong feelings about that. <laughs> so my book was yeah. illustrated by Quentin Blake. So I don't know if... Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's what I have. They're like line illustrations. Like, kind of like cartoon. Black like, and white, not yeah. filled in. Yeah. So what, yeah, what, I, what, what, what are your strong feelings about <laughs> the Blake style? I mean, I, especially when you get to the stage of like chapter books and like, I don't know, like elementary school age kind of readers, I feel like there's a, there's a tension where on the one hand, when you don't have illustrations, it kind of frees up the kid to just come up with their own stuff, which is, which is really cool and sort of imagine it however they, however they will. Um, but on the other hand, like sometimes having really amazing illustrations really helps. Like I, I think about our copy of Wind of the Willows is just like awesome, just has beautiful illustrations that I feel like that really helped get my kids into it and kind of helped anchor them in the story without detracting in a, right. in a, in a big way. 
but the, I feel like illustrations like this, which are, they're sort of sporadic and I don't know, there's just not much to them. Like, I, I don't think they're bad, but they, I don't, uh, yeah, they, they, they just, uh, they give like a particular impression and the impression isn't especially um, good or nuanced. So it sort of confines kids to this, this specific yeah. vision of here's what Willy Wonka looks like. Here's what Charlie looks like. Here's what the chocolate river looks like, whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, I sort of have this like barbell approach where I feel like if you're at, at this level of book, either go go big on illustrations and really have well done, like well thought out ones, or just don't have them at all. What do you what do you think? Rebuttal? Um, uh, I I don't know because I, I don't think I have as much experience uh, as you do of like trying to like transition my kids into to chapter books. You know, with like the like illustrations. Yeah, because I, I will say that I. There are stories that I'm trying to read to him that I don't know if he's really ready to engage on the the, the full level, but I love the story so much and I just want it to be kind of a part of, because he, he, he is at the stage where even if he doesn't get what's going on at the story, he can use it as a reference point for asking things about the world. And I like it when he does that for things that I know a lot about or that I care deeply about. So like we, we watched the first Lord of the Rings movie and I can just I can just feel lots of questions about that because I I, I know it so well and, and I know I can answer questions anyway. So so I tried to do this. I, I tried to been I've been trying to read him the the Chronicles of Narnia, and he's into it. But and the I got I I, I had one without illustrations. And then I got a book that had a few more illustrations, and they are they're kind of sketches. And even though they're not lavish, I think he likes those just because it helps him like keep track of who's in the room. Like, yeah, you know, there's four people right now. Like who's that? That's Peter. That's, J- you know, that's Lucy. So what's just like the cast of characters, you know, it doesn't have to be, I don't know the, you know, the uh, like full color, whatever transfixed by it, but it's like, okay, yeah, this is, we, we've been talking for a long time about some kind of abstract things, but who's even, who's even, you know, here and about how old are they? You know, that, that kind of thing. So just, even if it's just like stick figures with their like approximate heights and like ages or something like that, like that, <laughs> that, that would work for him. But I don't, but I, but I, but I, but I see your point for me. It's like, yeah, why even make the attempt if you're not going to, you know, have something like truly wonderful or, I mean, do you think, you think there's a danger of kids being turned off by like kind of, uh, sketchy sketches? I don't know like what, what, what the right word is, but yeah, I mean, I guess I, I try to think about it like from the author's perspective, right? Like, would you, if I had, created this thing um i don't know like i and maybe this is just a function of the these willy wonka illustrations i i just feel like they're not very i mean honestly (laughs) i feel like they're a little half-assed like they're just not there's just not much they didn't seem very intentional and i i certainly don't think they i mean maybe they they do that kind of scaffolding function for little kids of kind of helping them understand a little bit more about what's going on and, and who's doing what at a given time but I mean, I guess I kind of worry a little, maybe this sounds overly dramatic, but um, I, I guess I worry about biasing my kids' initial like image of a book, which sure. I think is really powerful actually. Yeah, and that and that good. seems like, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of a responsibility that you you can't take that away. Like once you get, once you sort of like impress upon them a particular image of like what Willy Wonka looks like, yeah. um, that's not going, that's, they're going to remember that. Um, so that, that seems kind of weighty to me. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think part of it though, is like, it's sometimes hard to know 
what kind of scaffolding they're using or what book's going to make the impression. And there's also so many stories and books that it's maybe okay to, I mean, maybe if you say the only important story is the story of like Charlie the Chocolate Factory. So you, you want to be very, very careful with that one. And, and cause that, that was the formative book for you. And so you're gonna take a special care, but I, I don't know, like, like I, I'm, sometimes I'm really worried about like influencing, you know, uh, like my, my kid in the, the the wrong direction. Like we were watching, like we, we tried watching a, a Star Wars movie and, and uh, we've just seen one and I was like, I don't want to give away too much, but Jack has a Star Wars pillow. So he already okay. knows, like yeah. he's already, he's like, Oh, is that so-and-so? He's like, how do you know about that person? He's like, well, my, my pillow that I sleep on. Every night. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, like at a certain point. Yeah. I think you want like stories are really magical and th- there is like a weight to them. But at, at the same time, like you never know, like you can't control everything. You can, right? yeah, and, and it's and it's foolish to think that you can be in complete control of like control the, of the, story, the, the yeah. storytelling experience, and, and like and in control of your kid's imagination, like in some ways, like what, like, and you know, I, I don't think you want to like uh, say, oh no, I'm I'm crippling their imagination. Um, that's something like <laughs> Willy Wonka is very concerned about that with like TV <laughs> and like turning these people into these like dud brains. But I mean. But, but I think that, you know, you, you give kids, you, you want to give kids the, the benefit of some doubt and that like, like if, if a story is really magical, um, I don't know, like just the idea, like, oh no, because, because I, I didn't, they didn't have like the, the right kind of illustrations. Like I, I ruined, I don't know, like Huckleberry <laughs> or, or, or something. You know, yeah. And that's where I think I, I would definitely err on the side of not including any, um, I think for especially the older they get with books like, like I really remember my my copies of the Chronicles of Narnia had I don't think they had illustrations inside them, but they they did have really well done covers. Um, yeah, and that so, were and like really intriguing. And, and sometimes and, they'll have like the little like beginning of the chapters. So that was my experience too. Maybe but, that was. But like have you that, ever you know? have you ever talked to somebody? Maybe this is you too that had really. Uh, they just speak in glowing terms of those, like, is it N.C. Wyeth, whoever that illustrated, like, Treasure Isle, a lot of, like, Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, oh, yeah. Classics, and, like, that, like, that's what made them readers of like, literature was, like, those. <laughs> but maybe that's what you're saying, that these are these, like, lavish illustrations, like, kind of with Wind in the Willows that really, you know, captivated them as kids. And, like, there is, there is something about, like, an illustration, even if it, like, it, maybe it replaces what you, the, the, how you would imagine a person's face or something like that. But like a static picture, you're still imagining so much off screen or like what's going on or like, that's just a frozen moment. And there's still, yeah. there's still a lot of scope for, you know, imaginative work to be done, you know, outside of it too. Right. But yeah, totally. Um, so rebuttal, the, the answer is I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, I will say that, um, that his descriptions of like the the uh like the poverty of of uh Charlie's like circumstances and then like the wonder of the factory like that like he uh, the author is good enough to to accomplish that without any you know without any problems I and mean, I think you can just read that out out loud and that 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 does some really heavy lifting so once again I don't know if he's the I wouldn't say he's the best world storyteller, but the world's best storyteller, but he, he can craft a good tale. 
Yeah, I, th- I feel like especially that first, like the first half of the book, like that contrast between the kind of drab, dreary, um, starving world of Charlie initially, and then literally like just the first room of the factory, you know, the yeah. anticipation going through the gate, and then you get into the 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 room with the river of chocolate and the waterfall, yeah. and like that, I mean, that, yeah, I, I, I feel like it peaks, it just peaks there, and um, I... I don't, well, I don't okay, but 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 it, it is a twist that Charlie is going to become. Cause, so one of the things that, like you said, that they kind of abandons Charlie, um, and it becomes with these other people. In some ways, I think that almost works in the plot's favor. So like the the really dramatic moment is you have these really uh, Charlie's in these really rough circumstances, and then you're when he they, they all pitch in and they're going to get the they're going to buy one chocolate and you know surely we can't expect to get the ticket and then sure enough, he doesn't get the ticket. And then his grandfather gets another piece of chocolate and we can't expect it. And sure enough, like they're right to not expect it. They don't get it. <laughs> they, you're really in the dumps. And then when he gets that golden, golden ticket and there is that, that whoopee moment, like that is really like, very dramatic. Like it yeah. is, is huge, especially because you've been kind of like kind of worn down you know, <laughs> right. by the, by the preceding stuff. And I thought like that kind of happens again, uh, like in the factory and that they go through all, all these wonderful things and it's kind of wasted on these awful greedy children. And then it's like, so what's the point? It's just kids are bad. Kids are awful. And like, and all these parents are doing a bad job and, and, uh, and it's just going to be just a bunch of Oompa Loompas, like having these long songs. And then all of a sudden it turns out that like it, it the, the camera sort of pivots back to Charlie. And then all of a sudden it's this wonderful where he's being given the chocolate factory. And that was the point all along. And that that's still a, and, and like the elevator, literally goes through the roof. And that's a really kind of dramatic. Yeah. There's there's a lot of drama in that moment too. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's. I like that kind of parallel. I hadn't really thought about that before. Well, well done, Gibson and Roald Dahl. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a hard though. It's it's. Uh, it, it, I guess I found it hard to read against the backdrop of that Gene Wilder movie. Yeah. Um, Cause that was such, just such a, I mean, it's just such a weird, awesome movie, like such a movie of its times. Like it's, so, yeah, it's so like seventies. Um, but then just the, I still remember so vividly that, that scene in the, the chocolate river room where there's like all the, all the plants are like actually candy yeah. and the, the way the river looks and like just being like totally dazzled by that when I, when I was a kid. Um, more, I guess, more so than the book. But um, have, have your have your kids have your kids seen them? Or is there a chance that no. they're going to but my kids are very. Um, we didn't start them watching much TV or movies early on, and so they're very sensitive. When it, that that movie would freak them out, <laughs> like, yeah. they would be traumatized for life if they if they watch that right now. Yeah, well, um, my, so my, we're pretty. We we only made it ten minutes into the movie Cars, and well, they were yeah, just well, like too. That's funny. Too much. Cars is the only movie that we watch pretty much. Right. Jack has said that he said maybe when I'm uh, like I'm sixteen, I still probably won't be old enough to watch Finding Nemo. Maybe when I'm eighteen, it was like his. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, some people might be excited about driving, but for you, it's finally been able to figure out you know like what like what Dory's up to. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Any uh, final thoughts on on Charlie? No. I mean, I, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad he got the factory. I could <laughs> good on you. Have you have you read the Great Goddess Elevator? I haven't. 
Um, it, it is weird. It gets like really <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, I mean, you should read it. It, it is strange, like just right. really kind of bonkers. And... Well, it's fortunately it's it's in the it's in the the volume that I have of the oh, okay. the Chocolate Factory. So even even if you just read the first twenty pages, <laughs> it's really <laughs> strange. I won't say any more. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Teaser. If you enjoyed this episode. Check out our other content at 1001goodnights.com and help us out with a rating on your podcast platform of choice.